Hey guys, Tom Ulrich and Sean Quigley here from the podcast What's Going On Here? You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And to get in touch with us, uh, just go to our Facebook page and leave a message or email us at what's going on here podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a while. Welcome to another episode of What's Going On Here. This is episode 46. My name is Tomo Lovrick, also known as T-Love in plumber's circles. And with me, as usual, I have the man that makes you joust cheer, if you catch my drift, because he is of medieval times and he is the Lord Chancellor and the Lord Marshal, I believe, in certain scripts and he's just an all-around handsome, talented, whimsical, kooky, loving, dashing, handsome, and just overall interesting young man known as the Quig in butcher's circles. Sean Quigley, the Quig. How are you, sir? Very been a long time. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, been a long time. Very good. I like that. That's a, a great line about the, uh, you know, according to some scripts. Yeah. That makes that's that makes my job a lot easier. From <laughs> now on, I just start saying that. People ask me certain questions about anything. I'm just like, well, yeah. According to this script. According to according to subscripts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a, okay. a good way of doing it. Well, folks, uh, we're finally we're finally recording an episode. It's been a while. I unfortunately that is on me. I'll take full uh, uh, responsibility for that. You're a busy boy. I was in a show, yes. Um, with the rehearsals and show times, it was about about a month of just being crazy busy and never finding the scheduled time that we need to to record. And um, my apologies for that. But for those of you who don't know the show and are wondering what the hell I'm apologizing for anyway, is we watched the middle 20 minutes of a TV show or movie very few people have seen or heard of. Um, if it's a foreign language film, we'll turn off all the subtitles, so we really don't know what's going on. And we try to figure out what's going on in this movie. At the same time, we review local eateries and local breweries when possible. And so the star of the show really is the beer, I would mm -hmm. say amongst everything and then every once in a while a food comes through that's uh -huh. really a big star and i think today's meal was kind of like yeah right up there with some of the better ones we've had oh yeah and it's been reviewed on oh what's the website something with an i oh, crap it's one of these like pop culture websites and they actually reviewed the sandwich that we just had today the wrap that we oh. had today you said something with an eye, and I instantly just it, I envision in my head a cyclops, oh, well, just a gigantic go. cyclops, like the, the ball of eyes from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> yeah, the Guardian. That's what they call them. Actually, that popped. Funny enough, you mentioned Big Trouble in Little China. So we mentioned a, a week or so ago saying about how there was a comic book series. Uh, right, right. Someone on my Facebook today, I put someone shared an article. There's a a board game. They made a board game of Little Big Trouble in Little China that looks really? epic. It's huge. Like there's like a hundred million pieces to it. Really? Yeah, like a huge, big, sprawling. Looks like a like a crazy role-playing version. Well, I mean, if there's ever a movie, like a one-off movie that could pull that off, it would be because yeah. they just like opened it for such a rich history. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they they basically left it open-ended for a thousand years of history. <laughs> that that, that uh, uh, movie. They're about to mine it 
once again, it sounds like they're going to do yes, remake do. it, reboot it, or sequel they're, or something. It, they're, they're, they're officially calling it a sequel. Oh, okay. okay. So they're basically doing it the way, because the rock's involved, yeah, yeah. they're doing it the way they did Jumanji. And I don't know if you saw yeah, it or not. Yes, yes. I saw Jumanji. I thought it was great fun. Yeah. It was, it was faithful to the original concept. Yeah. And they didn't have to connect or anything. It was just... Because, quite frankly, the star of the movie, the original movie, is yeah. the game. It yeah. wasn't Robin That was Williams. a very good it way of doing it. Else. Like, it. It will be forgotten for all history that there was actually another film that no one ever watched. <laughs> that was it called Zathura or whatever. I watched that one. And that was oh, yeah, with What's-His-Face. Uh, I can't think of his name now. Although I like him. He's very funny. Uh, Kristen... What's her name? She was in Frozen. She sang in Frozen. Oh, uh, Bell. Kristen right. Bell. Kirsten Bell. Kristen Bell, yeah. yeah. Or is it Kirsten Bell? Kristen no, Bell, Kristen I think, Bell. yeah. Kristen Bell's husband. Oh, uh, Zach. Yes, Zach something. Yes. I can't remember his name now, yeah. which is horrible of me, but he was in that, and it was actually very good. And uh, I was like, what? this is just like Jumanji in space, yeah, but yeah. actually they made it really nice. He was in it. The kid who was in um, Journey to the Center of the Earth, the original one with with uh, Brendan Fraser and the one with The Rock. Okay. And he was also Peter in the... Um, oh, that guy. Evan something? He's called like Evan something? Evan? Something. No. Yeah, I know who you mean. Some, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he was, in, he was in that. He was the younger kid in that. He was actually in quite a few good movies. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw it, The Bridge to Terabithia. No. It was kind of like a kid's movie. It was a good movie, but my God, is it heart-wrenching. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Like, caught me completely yeah. by surprise. And I was just, and I mean, I guess because I was getting into it, because some people was like, oh, I saw it coming a mile away. And I was just like, I kind of didn't because no. I was just really engrossed in the story. And then it just like hammered me. It was just, I was just like, oh my God, this is. I didn't realize she was a child actor. That makes a lot of sense now because I remember with the, I only ever saw him in the Hunger Games movies. Yes. Well, the first couple, I never watched all of them. I no, watched the first I couple. The um, and uh, he, that makes sense because I remember thinking with the Hunger Games, like, how did this guy get kind of get cast in it? Because like with a lot of these things, the Harry Potters or whatever, in the first film or the first book or whatever, he fits perfectly. As an actor, he fit perfectly in the narrative. So I did read those books, the right. Games books. They were really good. Um, but by the time they get to the last one, because I think they, they filmed the first film on its own and then after the success of it, they then filmed the like three of them. next few all at the same time because they saw Crystal. that Jennifer Lawrence was like growing up Oh yeah, 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 pretty yeah. quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was getting famous, and they were like, "We need to shoot this now, or else yes. no one's gonna believe yeah. she's this teenage whatever." Because right. she's in the book, she's supposed to be small and she's supposed to be young and kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah, she's yeah. not supposed to look like she could take care of herself. Right. Um, and Jennifer Lawrence herself, she's pretty tall. You know, she's like five eight, five nine or something. Right. But she, she was shooting up, and he was fine in the first one. But by the time they got to the others, like he was like a crazy midget. He's <laughs> tiny. He's like Danny Radcliffe, and the, right, that right, actor, right, he's right, like. Right. He's like five five or something. He's legitimately tiny, right. which I was like, what? "How is that makes it?" And that's of course it's these child actors is yes. because these small people, because that, that's why they work for someone as child actors because yeah. they're little. Yeah. And so you for like they have like a five year career. Emotionally more mature and they can handle it, but just play. But younger. they look young, yeah. so you can hire an eleven year old to play like an eight year old. Right. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. Yes. So. So anyway, so our movie for today, since we're getting close to Halloween, is a movie called The Resort. And it's with a Z, R-E-Z-O-R-T. It was done in 2016. It's a British movie, looks like it was done. 
And the, the concept of the movie is, never heard of it, the concept of the movie is, it's basically Jurassic Park with zombies. <laughs> yes. People go to a deserted island after an apocalyptic zombie outbreak. They gather up all the zombies and put them on an island somewhere. And then people pay to go on safari and kill them. Yeah, like it, all that this film is missing is a soundbite from Jeff Goldblum just being like, uh, uh, death finds uh, a way. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> zombies will uh, find a way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. exactly what I was thinking. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, today, so that's the movie we're watching. Uh, our brew for today is to go along with the bloody mindedness of a Halloween, if you will, is uh, Amagong's Barley Wine Ale known as Hand of the Queen, which is 10.7% ABV with 35 IBU. So we will uh, try that. And our dish today is the Fat Bubba Sandwich, or we had wraps, uh, from Crossroads Deli. And this was, like I said, uh, and I, the, the website was just right on the tip of my tongue and I forgot it again. But anyway, they reviewed it. And we tried to do it last time and we couldn't because we weren't recording on a Friday. Apparently they only serve it on a Friday. And what it is, is chicken cutlets in a wrap with bacon and mac and cheese. Yeah. And it's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And there's, it's really not a surprise that some pop culture website like reviewed this. Like, because they were going, the, the reason why the website did it, they did like 10 things that you didn't know about New Jersey that were awesome. Yeah. And this sandwich was like one of them. And we had it and we we're kind of like, yeah, you should kind of know about the sandwich. And if you're yeah. in like Bergenfield on a Friday, you should definitely <laughs> stop by them and order one of these things because it's just not something you should take a habit to eating. Uh, no. <laughs> but if you're really feeling decadent one day and you want to feel like, you know, one of the Hopsburgs or, or like one of the Louis, go down there and eat the sandwich because it's really quite something. Anyway, that, uh, the beer, resort. So... Next thing is to open up the beer and try it, yeah? Yes, All indeed. All right, let's do this. It comes in a big bottle. It's a, a, a darkened bottle. It's, it looks to be a quart and a half, I'd say. Ah, one point, one pint and 9.4 ounces. So that's 25 uh, ounces. So that's a little, uh, so 750 milliliter bottle. That's yeah. what that is. Okay. All right, here we go. Have you, have you watched all the Game of Thrones? Uh, no, I have oh, not. Okay. I've read all the books that have been out so far. Okay. I watched the last season. Yeah. Because I had um, HBO for free for some reason. They gave oh, okay. me HBO. Like, originally oh, they do that every now and again to they, try and get the buy. Right. They, it was supposed to be free for like a couple of months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they just kept on extending it. And I ended up having HBO for free for almost a year. Oh, wow. So I got to see the whole like last season yeah. of Game of Thrones. And I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of fun. So, I saw that. I saw the f- first two seasons, I think. There's quite a few differences between the book and the... the, the yeah, the, after... Yeah, no, no, there's a lot of differences. Point. After... I forget which season it was, or which book it was. I think the, after the third book or the fourth book, they kind of like just completely diverged. Because they knew at that point for yeah. sure that they were ahead of the books. I feel like the only... I, I've not read the books from what I've heard people say. I feel like the only long-term big difference so far, I think, I don't know, I, that I remember is the... Uh, spoiler alert, by the way. If you yeah, don't know, yeah, but if you don't know, then you're an idiot. 
the, uh, the mother Stark, Catelyn Stark, is alive in the books. She, she yes, they, the, she the, comes the, red back. Priest, the red priest revives her. Yeah, in but, the books. but not in the TV show, at least not yet. No, no. I guess, in theory, she could come back still, but in the books it happened way earlier on. Yes, that's right. In fact, I think that was... Might have been the last book where that happened. They might have, and I don't know if they. Yeah. And it was. And I don't she know if was they. She was about to hang. She was about to hang. Uh, what's his face? The brother. Uh, that Nikolai Costao plays. Oh, uh, Jamie Lannister. Yeah. Thank you, Jamie Lannister. She was about to hang in the books. Jamie Lannister and uh, uh, is it Gwendolyn? What's her name? Gwyn. The the the, the 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 the. No, that's the actress's name. Brienne of Tarth. Brienne of Tarth. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Gwendolyn Christie. You, Gwendolyn the actress? Christie. Who's about to hang Jamie Lannister and Gwendolyn Christie, the actress? The actress. <laughs> We're about to kill her. Yeah. Because... <laughs> All right, so here's the... Ooh, I got a lot of little bits in oh, here. Yeah. Do you have a lot of little I bits do. in here? Probably a good sign. It's probably a good sign. Or a terrible sign. It's, it's clear as mud to describe to people. It has a very nice head. It seems to have a pleasant... Yeah. Aroma. Well, well, let's let's go for it, shall mm -hmm. we? Cheers. Oh, that's nice. Mm. That's nice. And not because of any outrageous anything. It's just this is a solid. If, you know, barley wine, like on a winter's night. Yeah, yeah. The hand of the queen. This is what you want to drink. Yeah. On a it was festive as well. Like, it tastes it like is, Christmas. It, <laughs> it, it is kind of festive, isn't it? Yes. It, yeah. This this tastes lovely. I ooh, I'm a fan. Mm. It's funny because like oh my god, I keep forgetting this. Oh my god, of course it is. They're so such a rich. They're good. Yeah, they're really good. Oh. They know they're well. It's funny. I was about to say we started off with a bang with them. Yeah. Because we had the Belgian double alley ale. And that was fantastic. And then we had two others, I think, from there, or one other. And it was kind of like, eh. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it was a regular, which was, it was a perfectly fine beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the bar was set so high with that first one we tried that the next one was just so ordinary that there was nothing, it seemed like there was nothing special about it. Yeah. But this one's kind of bringing it back to that high bar. I really... Oh, yeah, this is good. I really can't even... And all the bits in it make me feel like I'm getting nutrients. Feel like I'm, <laughs> it's true. It's good for me. It you feels know? like I'm having like beef and barley mm. in a drink. Yeah, this is good stuff. That's that is very nice. Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah, I'm definitely enjoying that. Okay, yep. so our movie, The Resort. So like we said earlier on a little bit, it's basically Jurassic Park with zombies. It's not dinosaurs, it's zombies instead. So we open up with a scene, and it's a girl, and it's a campsite somewhere in the middle of wherever this is in this island. Yeah. And she is just kind of looking off into the distance. It's nighttime. Uh, there's a fire going. There's a jeep. There's a bunch of tents set up. Was she talking to the girl at the Jeep yet, or was she just kind of looking out? I think she started talking, talking to the girl. talking about her sitting on the Jeep? What's that? 
Was, was that when she came up to the jeep and the two of them? No, started? that's not how it began. No. That was the second. It began in like the, uh, they're in the sciencey place. No, no, no. First no? it started, I oh, think it, it was with her. We came in, she oh, okay. was like looking into the distance. Okay. Then it went to the sciencey place. It went to oh. the quote unquote headquarters. Yeah. Just like, which is almost like a replica of the one from Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. I have to say. It is. Like you have expected uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson to walk in with, uh, what's his face, Newman. From yep. the Seinfeld show. Exactly. Um, so they have a blonde woman who's very... She looks like... Oh, what's her... She looks actually kind of like Laura Ingraham to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Fox personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and kind of like in that same, like, not quite baby blue, but kind of like a powder blue dress. And she's kind of like the tough boss behind, and she um, is looking at a computer... And two guys walk in, and she shuts down, and she's like, what's wrong? And they're like, uh, we think there might be an issue with something. And one guy's Scottish, and the other guy is, is, is just speaking with an English, English accent, but he's Indian. Mm. And they're telling her something about the computers. And they're like, all right, what's going on? All of a sudden, the sirens start blaring. Like, alarms are going off. Like, what's happening? And everyone in the computer center is going nuts. There's probably about, I don't know. 15, 20 people in the computer center. Um, and they're saying, oh, something's happening here. And look, you properly pointed out, for whatever reason, in all these disaster movies, which <laughs> at this point, so many people are either have either been exposed to computers or work in a place <laughs> where there are computers. Yeah. And when shit goes down, yeah. it's just a blank screen. Yeah, yeah. There's just like the cursor is flashing and it'll say incorrect entry or, you know, illegal entry or, 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 you know, illegal character. What? There's not all of this graphics (laughs) popping and zipping like it's a Max Headroom video. Everything is, everything's splitting around and and they all have something slightly different. It's not even like the same error. Every monitor has like a different malfunction. Like, what? One is showing the island in yellow, one yeah. is showing the island in blue, one is showing the island in green. It's like, wait a minute, what, why would they all have different colored islands to begin with? Are they all interconnected it, with the same software? It looks like someone's playing their own Amiga and they've just got the, you know, the cable in wrong. Like, it's, it's all like flashing this weird, like, green, like, MS-DOS kind of like, car, car, car. Yeah. like what, what operating system are you running and, on? And of course, and this is my favorite trope with these stupid things. So the screens are just... It, it's like a bad, it's like a bad hip hop video where, you know, the FBI just got corrupted by a hip hop hacker who just like <laughs> told him, you ain't never going to find me, pigs, yeah. you know, and it's just like going out like that. And the computer experts, all the like head IT guys are running to their workstations and typing away furiously. Yeah. But there's like nothing on the screen. Yeah. There's not even like the letters are coming up, but they're typing. That like is a great music. example you said. That is literally, it's like a late 90s music video it's... of like, yeah, like Jennifer Lopez is invading the computer screen <laughs> right. of like some computer nerd right. like dancing in the screen. And he's like frantically trying to like control or delete, control or delete. Right. She's like, you can't stop the music. <laughs> and like, right. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> 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 It's exactly what, that's what it looks like. It's like, what the hell is going on? That's not how computers work. What are you doing? Right. So, <laughs> so these guys are ineffectually hitting the screen. And the woman in blonde says, warn all the trucks. 
So they show off a truck somewhere. Ah, and they show five guys in a truck in like a place that's like supposed to be like an abandoned city. And one guy goes like, oh, just wait for me here. These are the really tough, you know, uh, hardened guys that go on safari and have killed lots of zombies. <laughs> and, and the one guy goes like, oh, I got to go take a piss. And four other guys are by the truck. And it's a, uh, it looks like a fan, it looks, it was either a Land Rover or a Mercedes, kind of a fancy truck. And it's even done up almost like the Jurassic Park. Like oh, it looks exactly like it, the Jurassic it, it, Park. It literally, all it's missing is the Jurassic Park emblem with the silhouette of the T-Rex on yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah, I think they're the, they look like the uh, Mercedes. Mercedes, the, the, the cute ones. They have. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so the guy goes, I gotta go take a piss. And he's peeing. And these buildings are all like, there's no doors, there's no windows on the buildings, but you see in the shadows, they all have zombies that are basically in chains. Not in chains, but they're all kind of like, they have these like superhero latches, like whenever they would show on these superhero shows when they would clamp on some handcuffs on Luke Cage or Superman or something. Yeah. There are always these like bracelets that are about two, three inches wide and they look like they're made of titanium or some kind of unobtainium that can hold these indestructible people, you know, <laughs> handcuffed. Um, and so the zombies have these around their neck, they have them around their ankles, they have them around their hands, and they're just kind of standing there a la, a la Anthony Hopkins in, in um, Silence of the Lambs, almost like he's in a hand truck. I mean, like, they're yeah. each individually. I'm like, what an impractical way to hold zombies. In, should they just be in a cage yeah. where they're all on top of them? Because they're dead. Yeah, yeah. They don't have to eat. Unless it's live flesh, so they won't eat each other. Uh -huh. They don't have to shit and they don't have to piss. Why would you keep them individually in these fancy, expensive, we gotta capture the flash uh -huh. superhero things? Is beyond me. It's a good precursor for the fact that they're like, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're harder zombies than most zombies that you have to have this crazy stuff. Okay. It's like your most standard zombie. You just have to put like a... Put them in a chicken coop. Yeah. yeah. A complicated <laughs> mash of like wires will mess right, them up right, right. enough. Like stacks of paper. <laughs> just put around... <laughs> just corner them with some stacks of paper. And they'll just be like... Uh, just, uh, just take an old spool of Christmas lights and throw them on them. And they'll make cards. And they'll never find their way out of it. Exactly. But yeah. you're right. These are like super zombies, right? So... <laughs> so, so the guy starts peeing. He's like, "Oh, what? You don't like this?" And he's like pissing on the guy. And then, and then, I don't know why. So they show back to the control center, and everything's going haywire. And they're saying, "Warn the trucks." And like a message kind of goes out, but then it kind of dies out. I didn't quite get what they tried to accomplish with it. Um, and this is obviously a hack job. Why the computer system is going down? Because all these bright computer guys, nobody knows what to do. And the one guy, the Indian guy, that's typing away ineffectually on a screen that doesn't show him what letters he's typing. Yeah. The Scottish guy runs in and is like, you're going to have to reboot all of this now. And it's like, it's not going to work. And it's like, yeah. okay, just do something. And of course, the boss lady is completely ineffectual. And she's just like, oh, what are we going to do? We have people on the island kind of stuff. It's like, all right, what, what, what's happening? So... They go back to the truck with the guy that's pissing. So he finishes pissing and they show, oh, and while everything's happening at the control center, while the guy's pissing, one of the latches they show like around that hand or the wrist or the ankle of the zombie kind of pops open loose and the zombie kind of goes, you know, <laughs> kind of like Scooby-Doo. And then 
like they kind of regain control and it latches up again. And so I was like, Ugh. now you've now all I'm thinking about is how great this so much better this would have been if there was a character that was like a, some stoner dude with his dog who literally was just <laughs> just escaping zombies at every moment. <laughs> In between massive would sandwiches, it would have been perfect. It would have been so perfect. It, right, if they had some stoner dude with a basket full of sandwiches, <laughs> yeah, and he had just a great Dane that was just like tearing zombies to shreds. Yeah, that would make a great <laughs> zombie flick. You're absolutely right. Someone should make that like an adult version of Scooby Doo. Absolutely, just, just like full on, like full on, like Monster Hunters. Yeah, it would, to- it would totally work. People would go see it in droves. Oh yeah, in droves. So anyway. So they go back to the Jeep with the tough guys, and then, then the guy I was just like, so this movie's made in 2016. So the Me Too and all of these like awakening movements have really become along, and people have become more sensitive, not sensitive in like they're nicer and touchy and feelier, but more aware of other people's issues and trying to get in their shoes and see things from other perspectives, which I totally appreciate and enjoy. So now, here's this guy pissing, and he says, uh, he uses the line from Full Metal Jacket, which you've, I'm guessing you've seen. Uh-huh. And he's shaking his wang as he's done. And he goes, me love you long time. And, what, <laughs> and I was just like, what? what? <laughs> Wait a minute. You just peed on the zombie. Then you threw a racial slur at him because I couldn't tell if the zombie was supposed to be Asian or not. I don't know. Uh-huh. And then he kind of, I was like, okay, so here's insult to injury. You just peed like right under the zombie's window. So you have to smell your piss, which probably smells like asparagus and beer at this point, you know. (laughs) And and then he says, me rub you wrong time with that accent and walks away. And I'm just like, wow. Okay. I don't know who thought that this was like a good thing to put in or if they told the actor to just improvise something and this is the best he could come up with. Because I was Uh like, this contextually makes absolutely no sense at all. It's not like he dry humped the zombie yeah. and then said, me love you long time. He was pissing outside the building that the zombies were in. Yeah. So I, the reference to me was just like, I, I don't, I don't get it at all. So anyway, he starts walking back. And at this point they go back to the center and you see they completely lost control. All the latches come out off the zombies. And the one guy that's walking there, a zombie comes out of nowhere and he's stunned. And there's one guy who's a badass and the truck pulls out a gun and just drops the zombie, shoots him in the head. And they're like, whoo! And then the other guys are like, I guess these were supposed to be the bros that were on safari because they're total douchebags. And they're like, were you scared? No, man, I wasn't scared at all. I knew that zombie was not a big deal. And then all of a sudden, another zombie jumps on the guy that just shot the dude. And zombies, and, and these guys, like some of them get in the truck and two guys get dragged away and zombies are everywhere. Then our scene goes... Did it go to the campsite yet or back to the control center? I think back to the camp. No, back to the campsite. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So our girl walks out, who's, I guess, supposed to be our heroine because they keep kind of going back to her. And she walks out of her tent and a fire's roaring nicely and the wind is blowing. And she's in jean shorts with like a silk print pattern shirt on, which is a lovely shirt. But not something I imagine I would wear if I'm going to hunt zombies. No. It's not something I would wear if I would go to hunt squirrels, let alone zombies. I would not be so comfortable in the big... Like, the, the tents they have. They have these, like, 
linen tents. <laughs> that I'm like, right. Uh, it looks gorgeous. Yeah, right. And if I was going it's, on, a, it was like Pottery Barn had set up yeah. this campsite. If for I them. was going <laughs> camping in the savannah, and like in like a, gir a giraffe lodge, right. I'm like, this sounds wonderful. Yeah. But like, if I was in like the zombie territory, yeah. If if I knew there were lions nearby in Africa, I would not be sleeping in these. Let no. alone zombies. zombies. You're on Zombie Island, the one <laughs> island in the world where zombies live, and you're in like this cute little linen campsite. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. With a big fucking like a fire going yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. every zombie fire. thing I've ever known yeah. is that zombies are attracted like, to the light yeah exactly so and there's one girl who's sitting on the hood of a car drinking a beer and she's also dressed like they're all dressed half safari half for going to the beer garden it, it's yeah. like that seems to be what they're dressed for yeah she has black shorts on and like construction boots, they look like they could be Doc Martens or something of that effect. And she's got black shorts on, and she's got this black t-shirt top that looks almost like there's a tank top underneath it, and the sleeves were kind of like this lace kind of thing, like a ropey kind of thing, where it's it just looks like some kind of net effect mm -hmm. that the sleeves are made out of. And she's drinking a beer, and it's a Heineken. And it's like, okay, great. So in the post-apocalyptic zombie world, Heineken's still around. Joy, I'm so excited. Yeah. One. Two. <laughs> two. She's sitting there and she's drinking. So our girl with the color print shirt comes up and gets on. And they're speaking with British accents, everybody. And then we realize, I think you looked up, you're like, oh, this is a British film. Yeah. Now our heroine, for whatever reason, to me, to my ear, sounded like she's American in one shot. And then she sounded British. So, I think maybe she was Australian. You and think that's what it was doing it? Yeah. Well, I first heard because Australian because she was switching. She couldn't keep. Yeah, yeah. I think which she was Australian. Which, which, which kills me. It's like okay, so this is a low budget movie, which it couldn't have been that low budget because they had Doug Ray Scott in it, who's not a huge Hollywood name. Yeah. But he's a well known, established actor, and if you watched any kind of yeah. any TV shows or movies over the last. 15, 20 years, you've probably seen him in something. All the budget, I'm sure, went to him. It's like it's like the Nicolas Cage, Michael Madsen school of film. Like yes. He's, they just do these films where, like, they do them for tax right up. They literally do them for the, to pay the tax for the year. Like, they will just... All the budget for this movie will go straight to them and everyone else will be working for nothing. For, for almost literally nothing because they were saying, you're an opportunity... You get to be in a movie with Doug Ray Scott. Right, right, right. right <laughs> they're right, like, right. what? I don't even get to be in a film with Ray Liotta? And it's Doug Ray Scott. Oh, okay, whatever. It's like right. Nicholas Cage, Michael Madsen, Ray Liotta were too busy filming, like, you know, <laughs> Rogue Cop 17. <laughs> what, was, what was that movie with Nicholas Cage when he was in the Navy? And because he was listing all those movies he did in one yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. Well, I've never even heard of these things. What yeah. movies were these? Yeah. Yeah. Because exactly. he usually did it for one scene, but he makes the, the cover yeah, photo. He's the cover of the movie, right? He dies in the first scene. <laughs> Straight away. That's, that's one of the best parts of uh, 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 Air Force One, if you ask me. No, no. And that, was it Air Force One? No. What was the one with uh, Kurt Russell? And the airplane. And uh, Steven Seagal was the leader of the strike force, and he died in like the minute they got on the plane. And they killed him off. And John Leguizamo ended up leading the team. I have no idea. I can't think. Was, it Air, was that Air Force One? Or was Air Force One with Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford was Air Force One. Air, Air Force One was Harrison Ford. What was the, the one with Kurt Russell then? 
I forget it. Anyway, it's yeah. Steven Seagal was yeah. in it. They're like because they touted it, and like I said, by minute fifteen, Steven Seagal was dead. Yeah, which is perfect because he's a terrible actor. I like it when they do that on purpose. There's a there's a few films where they do that, and yeah. that and they do that really well. Like they have a big. What was probably the best film I've seen that done in? I mean, there's a bunch of them, but I remember in. Uh, remember the Hurt Locker? I never saw it, but I know it. Yeah. Yeah, the Hurt Locker. There was a. There's a scene in the Hurt Locker where I'm throwing a blank. It's either Ray Fiennes or Guy Pierce. One of them. I can't remember. Oh, wow, okay. One of them appears like the, about halfway through the movie. Like, just blown away. literally straight away. They're like there and they're like, and he's like, they're like, oh, this guy's badass. He's the leader of this like group. And he's like, oh, finally, finally making it. We've been waiting here for bang. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, oh, like, here's a famous guy. Oh, it's, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, you know, that's great because it's great. Because, well, you know what happens in those things. They see the script and they're like, oh, I would love to be in it. Yeah. I don't have the time. I schedule all of work. If maybe I could show up for a day. Because a shoot, a shot like that, like when you're in the scene, you got three hours. Yeah, yeah. And you were flying through and you diverted the flight and you stopped by and you shot it for three hours and they got you and they were more than yeah, happy yeah, to yeah. get you. And so they're happy to accommodate you and that's what happens with those things. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. So we're back at the Pottery Barn camp. And... Um, it was very fine. I remember it was, it was very fine. Yeah. Okay. Literally pops up and was like, dead. <laughs> what? Yeah. He's, he's done so many good movies where he... That was uh, in Bruges. Did you see that? Did you ever see that? Yeah, yeah. I love in Bruges. Mm. <coughs> that was a fantastic film. And he was in it for what? Like three scenes maybe? Yeah. Have you seen Three Billboards yet? I have not seen Oh, Was he in that? No, but oh, oh my God, what a film. Yeah. That was my the best film of last year. Oh, it's so brilliant. Perfect film. That's such a brilliant film. Oh, I've heard people just rip it to shreds. He did. Is terrible, yeah. Oh, they're People so wrong. Where the film was made. Oh, oh, it is incredible. Such a brilliant, brilliant film. So well written, well acted, well everything. Excellent. That's the same guy who did in Bruges. Okay. Um, oh well, then that gives me more impetus to see it because I really enjoyed in Bruges. Oh yeah, superb film. Nice. So good. Like I, I can't remember the last time I saw a film that ticked off so. It it literally takes you from belly laughing like full on in the cinema like belly laughing to in a line or two like crying right like real tears yeah, of yeah, sadness yeah, 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 yeah. back to belly laughing like yeah, a few yeah, lines yeah, yeah, like yeah. like it is like life oh exactly like so we're in um yeah. what's his name's in it uh sam rockwell sam rockwell obviously he won the oscar for it woody harrison france mcdormand but um uh Tyrion lannister is oh, in it. he's really good in it He's just coming out with a new movie, My Dinner with Her. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage, he's in it. He's really good in it as well. Yeah. He's very good. Yeah, great film. Definitely check okay. it out. I'm definitely going to have to check it out. Yeah. So we're back at the Pottery Barn camp, and our girl with the print shirt walks up to the girl that's on the Jeep trunk, looking up into the sky, drinking a Heineken. And they're talking back and forth, and she's like, what's the matter, or whatever. So the girl says she got she got like on her high horse about something. Oh, that's right. She was lamenting the fact that such a place where you can hunt down zombies exists. Yeah. Like it was almost like the writer said, let's send a message to PETA 
and let them know that we're on their side. And we're not going to use animals. We're going to use zombies for our justification for the animals. <laughs> and zombies are these like dead things or undead things or just things that are just so badly infected that nobody wants them anywhere near anybody else. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, well, what do we do now if we're just treating dead meat like it's meat? <laughs> what did she say? If we're treating zombies like we're dead meat, how much longer until we're all treated that way? And I'm just like, what? They're zombies. They're they are dead meat. What is she it talking about? If the it film did... is trying to make some sort of political message or like draw some parallel between like real safari, like big game hunting, or whatever, right, right, like, right. it failed miserably because you're so far from the mark. Because like, I personally happen to not agree with big game hunting. Sure. You know, especially sure. for entertainment's sake. Sure. But at least, you know, the big argument that a lot of people come up with on the other side that you really can't argue with when they're, when they're being truthful about it is that, oh, like, you know, I go hunting, but I save all the meat. Like, you know, we recycle the hides. Like, we make things from it. We do this. We sure. eat all the meat. We do that. I'm like, okay. I personally don't agree with, but if you're genuinely doing that, if, then like, whatever. Oh, no, no. And people like, go the, and they'll the, fill the freezer with like all this meat yes, for the no, whole no, year. No. When, you, when, you have, when you have like, uh, uh, when they like bitch about Nugent, like Ted Nugent. Yeah. And he says, I, the only meat I feed my family is the meat that I kill and catch. And I'm like, all right, I have no problem. You can't argue. You, you, I mean, I, it makes how do you argue with that? Mad. It's mad that I even, and I disagree with it. Right. But it's mad that I disagree with it because I eat food that another stranger kills. You're right, like right. a mass in, factor in of this death. horrible right. Exactly. exactly. So of exactly. course it's fine. It's fine. But <laughs> you ain't recycling zombie bits. No. I like right. that there's some harder person in this whole movie that's just like, yeah, well, I'm, I use the zombies. Uh, I recycle all the clothing I find from the zombies <laughs> right, and I, right. I wear it all and it I made this wonderful lampshade yeah. uh, out of the zombie head. Uh. <laughs> right, exactly. And, she's tr- and we're just like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Literally like, what's happening here? And so the other girl talks about like, oh, it just makes me, it makes me wonder is how my da went. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. So we missed, I guess, the early part where they talk about the apocalypse and everybody going or whatever. Because that, that comes up a little bit later as well. And so they're just kind of chatting. And then, and then the one girl says, I don't know if I could ever go and drink in the Heineken. I don't know if I could ever shoot a zombie. And it's just kind of like, well, why the fuck are you on safari then for shooting zombies if you don't know if you could ever shoot a zombie? Yeah, and you're literally sitting there with a nine millimeter pistol yeah. next to you. Why are you there? She's we we obviously missed the setup. The like I know what you did last summer setup of her being in the back of the car where everyone else is like, "Come on, you gotta go. It's gonna be so much fun." And she's like, "I don't want to go. I have a bad feeling about it." And they're like, "Oh man, it's gonna be so good. You're such a loser." But it's like, "Fine, you can stay at home." You're like, right. no, I gotta come. I promised Mama I'd come. <laughs> And the whole time she's moaning him like, oh, I've got a bad feeling about <laughs> you know it. <laughs> if this was a one-off and it was a bunch of kids in a forest somewhere just like came upon a band of zombies, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. But this is an island in the middle of the ocean yeah. somewhere that they put yeah. all the zombies on. It's an organized tour. Yeah. So you couldn't possibly have said that. And said, oh, oh, very well. I guess I'll fork over 3,000 pounds for this trip and go on it. And it's like, no, 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 no. You wouldn't do that. That's why I'm like, what? this character doesn't make sense yeah. to be in this. Unless she's like, I don't know. Maybe she was the, the, the woman in the operating center. Maybe that was her like younger sister. 
and she just happened to be visiting and decided Maybe. to go on. Like, I guess that's that's the only plausible explanation for just that character. It's very being now there. I think about it, it's very. But I guess it's the same thing as Jurassic Park, really, especially with uh, Origins and writer. But it's very Westworldy as well. I yes. guess it's that whole. It's probably about the same time as Westworld came out. This film, it probably. But Westworld was an original movie. Wasn't oh it? no, I mean the the the, the latest reboot, the, the, yeah, HBO. Yeah, yeah, it's probably remake. about the same time as yeah, this yeah, came yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, because Westworld's only what two seasons now. Yeah. 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 So that that sounds right. So they were probably like, oh, we're gonna make Westworld with zombies. <laughs> so. And so, really worse. So a zombie <laughs> walks out. Out of the uh uh um. Like out of the dark, because the camp is dark and the girls are are on this jeep, and the one girl sees a zombie. She says, "Oh my God, shoot him, shoot him!" <laughs> and she starts kind of ineffectually yelling, like, it was, like, "Everybody, please help! Somebody, please!" Like no raised volume, no nothing, no screaming, no shouting. Runs to the other side of the jeep and says, "Shoot him! Shoot him! Shoot him!" <laughs> and the girl is just staring at the zombie and. I guess in terms of zombie, this one was fairly handsome, so maybe he reminded her of her boyfriend or something. I don't know. But he's just kind of, and she's just staring at him. So she finally picks up the gun, and you're like, all right, she's coming to her senses. But the zombie keeps approaching, and she can't pull the trigger on this undead, infected thing. Where, if she was on a date, and a guy said, hey, will you kiss me? And she saw a cold sore on his lip, she would freaking use a flamethrower to keep him away from her. <laughs> but she can't touch a zombie. Like, you know you know what I'm saying? It's like, because both people, like, if you see a cold sore, you're like, oh, uh-huh. yeah, you know what? Let's just bump fists and call it a night because we're not <laughs> doing this. You know what I'm saying? No, nothing's happening here. Uh-huh. But she's, and she's waiting and waiting. And then you think she pulled the trigger, but no. Joe Gray Scott comes out and blasts him away. He doesn't have a gun. He literally has, like, an elephant rifle. Oh, yeah. it With the scope. Big one. And when he shoots these things, they go flying like 10 feet. Like, <laughs> heads just explode. He's literally using either deer slugs or elephant slugs. Yeah. He's using some heavy ammo in this freaking rifle. <laughs> and so then all the kids come out, and they're all excited. And there's a couple of, like, uh, 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 it looks like London Street boys there. They're like, oh, right. And they got machine guns, and they're shooting. And, and, and they're just shooting. And then, then they realize that their camp is just completely surrounded with zombies. And they're shooting and shooting and shooting, and a bunch of them climb up on the roof of the truck. Which I'm kind of like, alright, I don't understand what that will do, and why nobody was trying to get in the truck to start it so they could leave. That was kind of puzzling, right? I mean, I, fi- I often find myself in that situation. I don't know if you, if you do. Sometimes when like, I, if I'm confused, disorientated, and I'm making my way back to the car, and I find myself on the roof of my car yes. instead of inside the car, yes. yeah. you know fighting what? people off. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've, I've Get in the car. I've done that a time or two coming back from like a bar or something. <laughs> a little drunk, disoriented. I climb on the roof and I throw tic tacs at people as they're walking yeah. by. I mean, because they're terrifying. You know, if I, I don't have a gun, but if I had a gun, I'd probably, Shoot you know, you. be yeah. shooting as well. It's yeah, right. So anyway, so then one of the guys gets, he's shooting, and they're like, come on, get on the truck, because the truck is the only safe space. He's got a, literally a machine gun, like an assault weapon, like military issue, yeah. in his hand. He runs out of ammo, and he's like, oh, oh, and he runs to the truck, and he tries to climb up, and three zombies come out of nowhere, and just tackle him. Now, mind you, the zombies in this movie are not the slow zombies like in The Walking Dead. Yeah, They're... They're not the super fast zombies like in, what was the one with uh, Brad Pitt? 
World War Z. Oh, World War Z, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they're not the super fast ones, which I almost like. Just from a biologically scientific point of view, the World War Z, which bothers me, uh-huh. they would basically turn to dust in no time. Yeah. Just to expend that kind of energy, they have to get it from somewhere. Yeah. So if this bacteria is just eating them alive as they're doing this, after a good sprint or two, they're done. Because it's well, only... that's an interesting concept in its own. If that, that that would that would bu- I'd buy that if that were the concept. If literally they had a short burst of crazy energy and right. then they just died. Right. Because it's both unless they eat. Yeah. Right. It's like both scary and also not scary. You can figure it out. They're like, oh, you can just get away from them in that period of time they'll die. But they're so fast in that period of time that at any minute one can just like blah, blah, blah. right, 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 right. Like that. But yeah. But when they're just constantly that, it's a little. Yeah. It's just like, well, where's the energy coming from? Because it. The yeah. energy has to come from somewhere, unless you're telling me that, you know, the bacteria that infects the zombies is photosynthetic, uh, in which case... Maybe it's all those batteries we've been throwing away in the garbage all these years. <laughs> they have they've well. like, they're st- in the earth, they're starting you know to it just... Is? They're feeding on CO2. Uh, yeah, and all the CO2 and the greenhouse gases, they're, they're set for life. They're yeah. set for life. So basically, what I'm saying here is if we start a zombie, cop, pop, blah, 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 zombie apocalypse... 10.7%, thank you. A zombie <laughs> apocalypse. If they, if they create one for us, it will solve global warming. Yeah. If they right. run on CO2. That sounds right. Yeah. Run it by the president. Yeah, we probably should. It's a great idea. I <laughs> had this wonderful idea. It's an inspirational one. I have all the best people working on this. All the best people. It, all all the experts. All the experts. There's Jim. And there's Tony for marketing. There's Linda. Linda's great. Have you ever had one of Linda's tacos? They're fantastic. So. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, they also missed a treat. But seeing as that there were big tents and like, you know, there was a fire going, it was dark. They missed out on a treat with these zombies. They could very They should have been like a dude character where there was a silhouette of a zombie and he was like half asleep in a sleeping bag and turned around and he was like, oh yeah, babe, hey, what are you doing? I knew you'd come in. And the zombie's like, that drooling. He's like, oh shit, like you're really up for it tonight. And just like unzips his pants, pulls him down. The zombie's like, oh. <laughs> down there he's like, oh yeah, you go at it. That would have been nice. That would have been nice. I was going to say like a silhouette of him just like beating off, but I like your story better. <laughs> oh, that's a terrible way to go. You get made to a zombie beating off and then you just end up being a zombie with a massive hard on. You just die like that and that's how you stay. Yeah, well, zombies usually as a coat rack. <laughs> Because you die as a zombie with an insatiable hard on, like you as a zombie, just you need to just get your rocks off. So all the other zombies are concerned about brains. Is this one terrifying rape zombie? <laughs> That's like an extra, an extra little terrifying moment in the next well, season of The Walking Dead. He's literally in heaven because there's holes everywhere. <laughs> That's the best thing. That's how you you distract him. You just find a hole anywhere and just get him. You just watch his zombie. Look at that zombie's got a hole. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, wow, we've digressed. Highbrow. <laughs> highbrow. This show is nothing if not highbrow. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, oh my goodness, my face hurts right now. All right. So, um, 
So the one guy, and he looked to be Asian, Filipino, something like that, he gets killed off. So, I mean, true to form, they've ripped everything off of Jurassic Park so far. They might as well go with this route where let's kill the brown person first. Yeah. And, and, and it happened, or at least in these 20 minutes that we've seen. So, uh, what was it? Oh, no. They have a guy who's like the actual tour guide that's working with them. He's an Asian character. And when the first zombie comes out, he shoots it. And they're like, how did it get here? And he's like, what are you, joke? Something must be wrong. And they're like, how do you know? And it's like, there's hidden fences everywhere. Everything's under control. You know, we wouldn't, yeah. we wouldn't know. We wouldn't have any tourists if we let them just roam around freely. You know, we control everything. And then they turn on the lights and they see that the whole camp is surrounded. And everybody gets away except this, like, Filipino guy who gets killed who's, like, the one, like, South London guy's friend is like, oh, what, what was that all about? And he had this weird, like, tattoo or paint on the side, which initially when I saw him, I thought it was a flag of Argentina. But it was a five-striped blue and white flag with something in the middle. So I don't know if that's a, a, a premiership football color. Didn't look like it to me. Like, like it's, the, not, it's not... Tottenham is, is, is red and white, isn't the, it? Blue and white is Millwall colors, okay. which is South London, okay. which would fit in, in theory... In theory of his... They're the skinheads. You call them the skinheads. They have right. shaved heads. Right, so like, right, right. In theory, it would work out, but it's the most un-Millwall thing in the world to have like a patterned thing into the side of your head. Like, right, right, Millwall right. fans are typically like, you know, they're like big... Skinhead dudes, terrifying like right, they're, right, like, right. they're not like that guy, right, so right, it wouldn't right. work right, right, right. realistically. So I don't know what that was. That to me, it also looked like the Argentine flag. Yeah, maybe he was Argentine. Would he no, really no, no, speak? No, 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 no. Like I said, it wasn't the flag because <coughs> the Argentine flag is just three stripes. Oh yeah, it's blue, white, blue. This was blue, white, blue, white, blue. This was five stripes. No, so. that's not like any club I know of. Well, anyway, so um, they kill everybody. They kill all the zombies. They lost one guy. Um, the guy, the South London guy, is is sad and upset that they lost his buddy because they tried shooting. He was already all chewed up, so they tried shooting the zombies, but they inadvertently killed the guy because he was in the middle. But he was done for anyway because he was all chewed up. Yeah. So that they they keep that zombie trope. At the minute they bite you, you're infected. There's nothing that can that you can do. If you you're done. And then they they show basically all of them are dead. And Doug Ray Scott is our badass with the rifle. And um, he's, for whatever reason, in this movie, he's American. Everyone else is British, pretty much. Well, yeah. that's not true. The um, uh, 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 the tour guide that was with them at, at Pottery Barn Camp, uh -huh. he, he had an American accent, too. So he was supposed to be American, too. Yeah. And I think the bros earlier on, like a bunch of them, were supposed to be American. Uh-huh. So, um, Doug Ray Scott is then, like, keeping guard. Everyone else is on the roof of the truck. Doug Ray Scott, and it's like, dawn is coming. And they're like, and you correctly brought up, it's like, why are they still just sitting there? And then you hear someone's trying to get the truck started, but it won't start. Because, of course, why would the truck Because people have been standing on it for 12 hours. <laughs> well, they weren't standing on the engine. They were standing on the roof. <laughs> but it's kind of like, what? Which, which brings me to, I saw the first episode of Blue Cage last night. Uh -huh. He punches a truck with the iron fist and just dismantles it. And like the truck engine compartment implodes. But there's no engine block. 
And I'm like, okay, was <laughs> like, I know you're kind of trying to make this look real, and there's only certain things with a budget, but where's the engine block? Or is this like a Tesla truck that was yeah. running on batteries? Because <laughs> I don't see the engine block, because I mean, what's the famous thing about trucks? Their engine blocks are so huge and heavy that, you know, anyway, I digress. Um, so Doug Ray Scott is standing guard, and then they decide, they look at the map, if they make it past some certain fence, they can make it to the docks and get away. Which is, again, literally the whole point of Jurassic Park. Yep. They just had to get to the docks, and the, the boat was there, and, and, and the helicopter pad is there, and all that stuff. If they make it to the docks, they're free. So right off the bat, I'm, I'm already annoyed that, like, okay, it, you can leave well enough alone and just, you know, just rip off what you needed to rip off. You literally have to rip off the, the, the plot from Jurassic Park. Yep. So... Um, and they have Z's everywhere in the same way Jurassic Park has little dinosaur areas that's, everywhere. that's right that's Z. right that's right because when the, when the when the training center failed uh, or like this giant like armored door that they would keep the juggernaut in or something like that yeah. opens up and it has a big Z on there and I'm like who is that for? Is this for the tourists? Because I don't think that's a tourist accessible area. Why would you bother painting? That's, a, again, one of those tropes that bothers me. All these, like, villainous lairs or, like, megacorp... Why would you spend all this paint money? Can you imagine that, like, at, at McDonald's, like, corporate offices, everything has McDonald's on it. Just like the M <laughs> Every, on the pens. Everything. On just the mouse pads. Everything. everything the computer, the PC has Ronald McDonald's on it. It's like, oh, fuck. You can't change it everywhere you go. <laughs> <laughs> the toilets are shaped like McGann's. <laughs> so, <laughs> I gotta take a number two at the Golden Arches, excuse me. So, so, they go back to the control center, and the zombies get in, and they just start killing everybody indiscriminately. And our lead woman is hiding. She just kind of cowers down behind something where everybody's trying to run away. Zombies yeah. are jumping on everybody, killing. And for some reason... <coughs> They're singling out this one woman zombie who's got a silver collar around her neck. For whatever reason, that didn't pop off. I don't yeah. know how she got loose that she kept the silver collar on her neck. And so the chief lady's hiding uh, uh, um, behind like a monitor station, something. Yeah, yeah. Something's flimsy. Like she's in full view. It's like it's not like no one can see her. You know, it's like. The camera doesn't even insinuate that no one can see her. It's just like she's just kind of like this piss poor job of hiding. And um, the zombies are attacking everyone else that works in the room. And so this female zombie walks in with this collar on her. And she sees the, 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 the chief woman hiding. And in very horror movie fashion, raises her hand, points a finger, and then does this little zombie scream that's what blood curling like ah yeah like very yeah. high pitched you know like right uh, uh uh like she's trying to be uh what's his face from uh, uh little thing called love uh not freddie mercury the other one uh that you did a cover with the band the really high oh uh the, the darkness, darkness. The yeah, darkness. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah singing like the dude from the darkness yeah. yeah um and she points at her and screams and that jolts our lead woman to run run into her office and close the door and as she closes the door, it's her chief Scottish IT guy. Who's like, no, open the door! And before he even like gets like three words out, the zombies just tear him apart. Okay, now we go back to Camp Pottery Barn. It's dawn. 
they talk about they're going to get away and go to the docks and they start walking through. And there's one guy walking with the woman in the print silk shirt. And she says, um, she says to him, you okay? And he's like, yeah, it's just, it's all coming back to me. It's like muscle memory. And I guess that's the, to clue us in on, or at least in the 20 minutes that we're watching, that the outbreak hit everybody. So everybody's been personally touched by the zombie outbreak. The, The governments, the various world governments were able to get it under control, put all the zombies on this island, you know. Which suspiciously looks like Madagascar, uh-huh. I have to say. Like, if you saw the, like, outline. I was just like, did they just put them all on Madagascar? Because that's just not fair. No. <laughs> um, why didn't they put them on Ireland or something? I don't know. It's like, why Madagascar? <laughs> just but keep anyway. them in Wales. The whole thing was shot in Wales. They should just leave them in Wales. So <laughs> they should just left them in Wales. Just on the Isle of... The, what's it? The... Uh, uh, Shetland Islands or something like that. Put yeah. them there. There we go. The Orkneys. Yeah, yeah, the Orkneys, right. So, um... So she, he's like, oh no, it's just like, it's just like muscle memory, it's all coming back. And he's got a little bit of a Scottish accent, uh, possibly North Country, I'm not sure. It was, it wasn't quite there. I think he was Irish. I think he was Northern Irish, I think. I think it was Northern Irish. Yeah. Yeah, Northern no, Irish. no, he rolled was his Scot- R's definitely. Oh, he was? Yeah. Oh. Unless Northern Irish rolled in R's at some point. Some people, I, there, was, there was an Irish guy, I can't remember which one you're talking about though. There was a guy who was Irish there. Was there? He was a young guy. Mm. Good-looking young guy. He's Irish. You think he was? No, oh, to me he sounds Scottish. You know, but you, you maybe. You, I mean, you got a better ear for the accents than I do. So anyway, we got distracted <laughs> by the Stratfordshire accent. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, so they they kind of hold hands for a split second together, and you're like, okay, this is this is gonna be a, a romance that's gonna doomed because yeah. the minute there's like a personal touch, you know that one of these two is gonna die. And my guess is she's the heroine, so he's going to bite the bullet at yep. some point in the near future. And Doug Ray stops leading them, and then he stops, you know, puts his hand up, and just waits like a patient hunter as he seeks his prey. Uh, clever girl. Clever girl. And then he waves his hand on, and everything's fine, yeah. and, and they keep walking. <laughs> and then the young guy that were, you think is Irish, and I thought he was Scottish, uh, walks up to him and says, could I ask you something? What makes you think you're in fucking... Who put you in fucking charge, huh? And he goes, you did. When you followed me. And he smiles at him and walks away. And I was kind of like, you know, in terms of that kind of like interaction, I'm like, yeah, that makes the most sense because he just said, follow me and you all followed him. So, yeah, you put him in charge because you just followed him. You yeah, say, no, so what's his motivation? I'd be like, he put you in charge. I'd be like, uh, no one, fuck off. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't, you're literally making things worse for me here. Like, I'll be on my own, I'll be fine. <laughs> That's right. I'm like, go elsewhere. I don't give a shit. You're right. You're right. Why, why he was even that polite is beyond yeah. me. He should have just been like, fuck off. <laughs> so, yeah, do I'm, me a favor. I'm busy. Run off in that direction screaming. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Make as much noise as you yeah. possibly can while you're doing it. Yeah. So... So they keep walking a little bit further and they see a fence. And they're like, oh, and there's a Jeep crashed into the fence. Which I'm like, well, what Jeep was this? And yeah. who was in this Jeep, you know, kind of thing. So this is the fence that I have to get through to get to the communications relay. And from the communications relay, they can go underground, which I'm like, all right, it's a horror movie. That's the last thing you want to do. It's like all of these tropes should be well built into the culture. And ever, 
90 percent of the people there should be like no nope, we're not going on the ground yep why <laughs> there's no lights everything's down it's dark we're yeah. not going on the ground there's a reason why humanity when they first started hitting fucking trees yeah not in caves because they don't want any part of what's in the cave <laughs> we're gonna sit on the trees here we'll be fine yeah. <laughs> it's like you know we'll wrap leaves around us and make nests that's where we're gonna stay <laughs> so, so anyway so um they start going down there and they start pulling people through and all of a sudden there's a zombie in the truck and grabs out our lead girl and she starts screaming the other girl with the heineken walks through first Oh no, before they get to the truck, a zombie jumps out of nowhere on the South London kid. Uh-huh. And the the Asian guy who's the tour guide shoots the zombie dead. And he's like, oh, oh, thanks, brother. You know, with the, the TH is pronounced as an F, as we all know. And um, <laughs> he's like, thanks, brother. And, and, and um, he's horrified because the, the, the Filipino guy who died earlier was his good bud, so he's very sad. And the blonde girl drinking the Heineken tried to like... Uh, talk to him, make friends, kind of make him feel better about everything. Um, they find the jeep, they walk on, there was just, just this one zombie and they're walking through and the blonde girl goes through and she rubs her hand on the jeep and the jeep has blood on it. So they made an obvious point of making that a shot in the movie. Yeah. So obviously this has some relevance later on. And she goes through and then our girl with the print shirt goes through and the zombie tries to get her and somebody shoots her and all of a sudden there's like you know, two dozen zombies everywhere. So they're shooting them, they're shooting them, the zombies are walking, Doug Ray Scott's there with his elephant rifle, just like pounding them the hell out of there. Everyone goes through, he sends the last guy, he sends the, the tour guy through, he says, go, go, get through. And the tour guy, for some reason, can't fit through the opening that everybody just got through fine. Which I'm like, well, he doesn't look fat, I don't know what the problem is, why he, all of a sudden he's stuck. But anyway, he gets through, Doug Ray Scott gets through, the opening is big enough for all the people to get through. Yeah. And the zombies come to the fence and just stop there. Yeah. Which earlier, when the systems went down and the zombies were just looking at the latches open, and they all opened up the gate and just kind of walked through and did all these things and walked through and got through doors and pushed doors open. But somehow this gate was just too... Mm, can't figure this puzzle out. I don't, we're going to have to convene and like have yeah. a strategy session and figure out how to get through this giant gate opening. <laughs> I like that as well. I like that as an idea of a construct of a zombie world that as the, the more the, of the brain power the zombies used, the dumber they got. <laughs> to eventually they <laughs> would just be gonna... picking their nose on the floor <laughs> <laughs> just like eating their own hands. That's, that's, <laughs> that's actually a good yeah. one. I like that one. <laughs> That works too because of yeah. the energy again. Where's the energy coming from? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so so then all of a sudden, uh, 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 they're all through, and somehow there's a zombie on the other side of the fence. I don't know if he jumps, scale the fence or whatever, but just one, and he jumps on the Asian tour guide and chows on his neck. And he's like ah, and and Doug Ray Scott shoots the zombie, and everyone's kind of stunned. And the guy, the, the tour guide is stunned and feels his neck. And you see his like neck is like pretty much gored. Yeah. And he looks at his hand and it's bloody. And our heroine looks at him and very infectionally says, basically, she says, oh, it's all right. Everything will be fine. And it's <laughs> like, and, and, and the guy's looking and I'm just like, 
this is where a lot of times I think they really miss out on just trying to make it realistic because the, the laugh would have been there if he just looked at her and said, like, What's going to be fine, cunt? I've just been bitten by a freaking infectious zombie. Yeah. Nothing will be fine. I'm a dead man. Yeah. And he just kind of looks at her incredulously when she says everything's going to be fine. And then the Irish slash Scottish guy, open to interpretation, is shoots the dude in the head. Yeah. And kills him dead. And she's kind of like stunned. And everyone else is kind of stunned. And he's kind of stunned himself. But he already alluded to being PTSD. And they actually mentioned that earlier when the two girls were talking on the truck. That the reason why people do this is to help them get through the PTSD of having encountered this zombie attack. Yeah. And this is like, this safari is basically therapy for everybody who survived the zombie apocalypse. Mm. Which I think is such a load of shit. Yeah. It sounds like a great idea. Like, this is like the best idea uh, I spoke to the head of the veteran services, and what we're gonna do? Are these guys suffering from PTSD? Okay, we're gonna send them back out, right out into uh, into Yemen. We're gonna give them a gun, and we're gonna let them sort it out. Right. <laughs> You're like, exactly. oh, okay, That's the theory, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And um, so everyone's shocked, except for Doug Ray Scott, who's kind of like. Someone had to do it, and I didn't want to waste a bullet. Kind of like, yeah, yeah. Know, and they're like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's that's where our twenty minutes was up. Yeah. Which it was just so many of these things was just so hilarious, like trope wise. The girl sitting, the girl just being pontificating and trying to do the whole pita message and like anti big safari, which just like I said was this was the completely wrong vehicle to use yeah. for that message. Yeah. Like if they were on Safari Safari and they're like, let's kill some elephants, like I, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And she was like, you know, pulling distributor caps off of which they don't even have on cars anymore because they all got like electronic ignition. But if she was, I don't know, pulling out spark plugs or cutting wires or something in engines uh -huh. so they couldn't go on Safari, I'd be like, all right, yeah, she's protesting. She's sacrificing her own life to show these people what, you know, this is and blah, blah, blah. But this was like, if, if, if these zombies are considered meat, how far are we from being considered that? It's like, you're not. <laughs> you're not that far because that's why you get robbed. That's why you get shot. That's why you get raped. That's why countries let you starve. That's why they bomb you. You're not considered a person. You're considered yeah. meat, especially in masses. That's why they, you know, it's the old, uh, what's the sentence from uh, Men in Black, the first one? When uh, uh, he tries to recruit Will Smith, and he says, "Why don't we tell this to the public? You know, a man is a reasonable being." And Tommy Lee says, "Yes, a man is a reasonable being you can talk to and reason with. People are dumb, panicky animals, and you know it. And he's absolutely right. Yeah. And all you have to do is look at one of these political rallies today to know that that's exactly right. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. nobody thinks for themselves. They just, oh yeah. It's like, what? No, shut up." Uh -huh. Yeah, we can conclude what's going on here. But first, let's, as usual, let's review our food and our um, drink. Yes, shall indeed. we? Uh huh. Uh, we had, like we said, from Crossroads Deli, which is at One One Hickory Avenue in Birmingham, New Jersey, the lovely, lovely, lovely Fat Bubba, which mm. you can get on Fridays only, unfortunately, and it is a chicken cutlet wrap. With mm. bacon and mac and cheese. What did, what did you think? Great. 
Totally yeah. good. Uh, it, both it, it, it makes it a good idea and also more dangerous in a way that it's only on Fridays because it's good because it's not because you can't just always have it. So I can't be like, oh, let's go on. That's really fancy and be like, oh, it's not on. So I can't kill myself in that way. This every day, but right? if I live locally or I happen to be nearby and it was a Friday, then I'm like, well, it's a Friday. It's only on once a week. <laughs> right. Well, I have to have that. Because <laughs> right. it's that good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's, 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 it seems to be a little bit of a spicy and barbecue sauce that they make for the mac and cheese. Yeah. Hey, Lady Meaner. So, so yeah, this, this, this wrap is really like super delicious. This is one of those wraps that you really have no business eating unless you're a high schooler or a college kid. Yeah. Because it's super delicious. It's got tons of calories. It's super delicious. I, I mean, you want to go first, or shall I go first with the grade? Um, my only, my only, uh, uh, it's not even a complaint. My suggestion for it would be uh -huh. if it was a little bit spicier. I, I, that's a great suggestion. I would go with that. If I it would, was like, if there was like a, a, a pepper, a pepper jack in the sauce or something like. I that. I would say one or the other. I would say either that would be great, like either that, uh -huh. or like an extra, like a sauce or something in there, like a, some kind of. Uh, it's something like a Tabasco or something. Or something, or something, yeah, yeah, something to add French like an extra. Yeah, 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 yeah that, that would be that good. Would be just really, really lovely. Then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, if the barbecue sauce was a spicy barbecue sauce, I think that would be yeah. just like perfection. Then. Yeah. Yeah. So, so did you want to go first or shall I? Uh, you go first. Okay. I would give that sandwich. That is literally, and like I said, I know why the website uh, 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 reviewed it. I would give that sandwich a 4.7. Oof. I, I really enjoyed it that much. Yeah. Because I just inhaled that thing. It was just delicious. Yeah. Yeah. What would you give it? Uh, I would give it a 4.6. Okay. I would say. Because I really loved it as well. Um, I... Yeah, no. I really loved it as well. I thought it was really good. I, I thought that, that with the other... A, a little bit of sauce or something would have been good. Extra. Because it was a little... A little bit dry to a certain extent, not dry, but like a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the mac and cheese and the bread and the chicken, it was all a little bit like if there was an extra, like a little, almost if there was like a a chili jam or something in there or something that kind of that would for me that would have been great. But it was, yeah, it was it was really good. Fantastic. And I'm glad it was in a wrap as well because I think it, it would have been lost if it was in a sandwich. No, if it, it was in a. a, a Roll or a hero, they were yeah. just too much starch. At yeah, that yeah, point. yeah, yeah. With the breading and, and the mac, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and now for our hand of the queen. What do we say about our hand of the queen then? Very good beer. Very, very good beer. Barley wine ale, technically speaking. Whatever. I don't, care. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I'm like, what, you know, I mean, it was certainly an ale. I don't know what the barley wine. I've never had barley wine before. <laughs> yes. No, yeah, it's, it's, um, you want to go first on this one and I'll uh, Yeah, uh, I, I would give it a, uh, uh, I would give it a, four, God, it's hard to say, 4.5, I'd say I'd give it a 4.5, I really okay. liked it, I thought it was really good. Okay. It's very tasty. Okay. Yeah, I... I, I, I'm with you there. I, I, I think 4.5 is actually a great 
number, I'm going with the 4.5 as well because it was, and you know, for 10.7%, it was very easy to drink. Yeah. Very easy to drink. Um, it was full, tons of flavor. Um, a good a good amount of of uh, uh, um, carbonation that I thought was wonderful, and the color was gorgeous. And yeah, I, four point five. Yeah, that, that pretty much covers it. And if you get a chance, you need to the Amagang Brewery. They really, honestly, I can't. Those guys do good work. Yeah, those guys do good work. Like I said, we, we missed a lot of taping because of my show and I was in all of that and everything. We missed um, good Oktoberfest beers. And I told you, I was telling Sean before we started recording, a fantastic Oktoberfest. If you find it still in the store, it's a little bit late, uh, was the um, Sierra Nevada. They partnered with Vihan Stepana, which is the oldest brewery in the world. It is just so good, that Oktoberfest. It's, yeah. it's really... And I mean, I'm a fan of Oktoberfest beers to begin with. Uh -huh. That was the best one I've had, I think. It was just really, really something. That's good. I'm going to look so. that up. I'm going to see if I can find that somewhere Yeah, else. if you can find it. I know they didn't have it in Total Wine because I actually looked for it last night to see if it was still there, but they didn't have it. But anyway. So, all right. Oh, yes, little one. Hi, little guy. <laughs> smiley guy. So, this is our recurring unofficial guest, little Nina. All right. So, uh, what's going on here? Why don't, why don't I start? I'll tell you what's going on here exactly. Alright? In this movie. This movie is about the vengeance that the collared zombie mm -hmm. needs to invoke on the scientist that created the bacteria that made them all zombies. Uh -huh. just, she's going to start with the island and come back to the world until she kills that scientist. I think the boss lady in the thing, she was one of the scientists. And this is a vengeance movie, I think. And the girl in Pottery Camp Barn, uh, uh, Pottery Barn Camp, I mean, uh, she was like the daughter. Interesting. That's what I think is going on here. It's a family affair is what I'm saying. Wow. What do you think? Um, Nina, what, what do we think? What do we think, Nina? What's going on here? Um, what do we think is going on here? What do we think is going on here, Nina? I think that the whole thing is part of a a zombie sex ring. A zombie sex ring, though. Yeah, yeah. That the whole thing is this zombie sex ring okay. where these big time tourists come from around the world okay. in order to sleep with zombies okay. and in. And unfortunately, pretty much most zombies, once you do the dirty deed with them, uh -huh. become completely useless because they just get mashed to mush. Because as we know from zombies, <laughs> their flesh is their rotting. Flesh is <laughs> rotting. <laughs> so you really go hard on a zombie, and <laughs> right. oh, there's not much left of it. So, what you're so they is need to re be, up it them. It at, should be a little more silky in the sheets <laughs> as opposed to a good old fashioned farm pounding. Is what yes, you're it should be. It should be. It should be. But the problem with the very nature of a zombie is you really need to get in and out. You can't stick around too long because they're not patient lovers. So, so what you're saying is, we, if we go into the extended version, yeah, we yeah. might find a scene with the guy beaten off like it's been cut out of this. Movie. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's right. Yes, Nina. Yes. Many years you can listen to this episode. Yeah, that's right. Many, many yeah. years. <laughs> many years. <laughs> this way I'll be good and dead and not embarrassed. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so yeah. sex ring. All right. That's what I think. I, you know what? Because they need to re-up it. Like every now and again, they need to get more zombies. And the best way to do it is have these people come here and like, Kill them off, get them all zombified, and then you just end up having more zombies. I, you know what? And they're all very good-looking people. And if you notice, they're all the good-looking. zombies were all actually fairly handsome. I have to, yeah, yeah. I can see it both ways, and I, I, yours has a lot of validity. I, I, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, there you go, folks. It's it's a family affair revenge movie, or a zombie sex ring. You pick. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, well, that's it for this episode, folks. Uh, sorry to have kept you waiting so long. If you even care. Uh, <laughs> but uh, thank you very much for listening and tuning in and we'll talk to you soon bye